So you're strolling in Bed-Stuy and Eddie Murphy pops out of an alley and tries to bite you. What do you do? You call Jefferson Twilight, the Blackula Hunter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Super Black Podcast. I am, of course, your host, Wally Waldron. And this episode is very unique and very special to me. Uh, well, I think that all my episodes are special and unique because they're all my babies. But this one is different because up until now, I've been doing a lot of work uh kind of pawing my way through Marvel and DC to give you some really interesting information on their uh, their their black characters. But this guy has nothing to do with those guys. We're not talking about Marvel. We're not talking about DC. We're not even talking about Vertigo and Image and all those great publications. I'm talking about Jefferson Twilight. Jefferson Twilight exists within the realm of dope animation. He is one of the many amazing personalities on the Adult Swim animated series, The Venture Brothers. Now, who is Jefferson Twilight? JT is a Blackula hunter. I know what you're thinking. Wally, don't you mean African-American vampire hunter? No. No, I don't. When asked this very question, Jefferson Twilight smartly replied, No. Sometimes I hunt British vampires. They don't have African-Americans in England. Touche semantics. Touche. <laughs> so, a blackula is not interchangeable with an African-American vampire, which would only reside in the U.S. So, if you see a, a black vampire walking around uh, Brooklyn, like, let's say, oh, I don't know, Eddie Murphy, he would be a African-American vampire. But everyone else around the world would just be a blackula. Let's give you a little breakdown of what Jefferson Twilight looks like so you can open up that third eye, that mind's eye, and imagine what this guy is. Let's do this. So, Jefferson Twilight is a cross between the actual blackula from the 1970s exploitation horror films and Marvel's Blade. So if you take those two characters and you mash them together, you got Jefferson Twilight, pretty much, and, uh, with a little bit of a surfer dude because he has this kind of uh, this necklace on. Now, this necklace is very important. It's a necklace of teeth. The teeth. It's the teeth he's collected from the Blackulas that he's killed. Takes a a strong, weird. Per well, I guess if you're hunting vampires, you're already strange. So collecting their teeth isn't really that weird, especially if you cut their heads off, which is what he does. So. In his introduction in the uh, Venture Brothers, uh, season two, episode eight, uh, he is seen tearing the fangs out of a blackula. Uh, uh, I think it's a French blackula or a Creole blackula. I, you know, I can't really place the accent. It's very all over the place. But he tears the teeth out of it. And he says before he does, he's like, you know, do you want me to take your head first? Because this is really going to hurt. And then he does it anyway. <laughs> and then he, he ends up taking the guy's head off. So the last thing that guy felt before getting his, uh, his vampire head cut off was his fangs being forcibly ripped out of his head. And then later on, 
with the knowledge that later on those teeth will be on a, a, a string around this guy's neck. It's a messed up way to go. So we've covered that he's a cross between Blade and Blackula. Uh, he wears this weird puka shell-like necklace full of vampire teeth. Uh, he carries two swords and he has a blood eye. Now, what is the blood eye? Well, the blood eye allows Jefferson Twilight to see Blackula's wherever they may be hiding. So if you are Blackula and Jefferson Twilight is coming at you, there's nowhere for you to hide. You can run, but you can't hide from the blood eye. It has already spotted you. He's coming right for you. He's going to need more string to make a longer necklace because he's taking your teeth. Now, on the off chance that you escape from Jefferson, I'm not saying you would. I'm saying on the off chance you get lucky and your vampire ass skitters into the dark, he doesn't catch you. His blood eye gets what he refers to as blue balls. I guess you can figure out what that's like. I'm assuming it's a headache. Like he, he just gets like this throbbing pain in his head. It's like, ah, I didn't get him. I can't believe it. My, my blood eye really wanted to get off by killing that Blackula, and now I haven't got that release. So now it's just in his head. It's a, it's a very uncomfortable way to think. And the pantheon of abilities he has to kill Blackulas, to see Blackulas, it's very, his, his scope of powers is very narrow. It's very uh, straight line, A to B, Blackula, Blackula, Blackula. He has one road that veers off where he is a sort of medium. He can, uh, I don't know if it's exist, but he can, he can, yeah, he can exist between worlds in the the powers category, it, it, that's a very sharp left when you're thinking of, you know, a singular road of I have to hunt this black vampire. I have to hunt this black vampire. Oh, my God, I'm fighting demons. <laughs> I'm in another world. I'm in another dimension or plane of existence. How weird must that be? Well, I guess if you can see black with one of your, with one of your eyes, that's got to be weird. So I'm sure it wasn't that large of a leap for him to be like, OK, I can exist between worlds. Why not? So why would Jefferson Twilight need to exist between worlds? Well, Jefferson Twilight is part of the Order of the Triad. It's a magic trinity within the, Ven the Venture Brothers universe uh, with his two partners, Dr. Orpheus and the Alchemist. Two very interesting characters who we will not get into today, but they really complement his abilities. So when watching episodes of the Venture Brothers, uh, I noticed something about Jefferson Twilight that I thought was really interesting. And when you really think through it, it's this really strange, really endearing affectation that I'm sure the writers wrote in. So JT has this really strange way of speaking where he doesn't know the proper word to use at the proper time. Or more aptly, he can... He can't end sentences the way he wants. So let me give you an example of this quirky little speech pattern. So when Dr. Orpheus comes to recruit Jefferson Twilight in Jefferson's Venture Brothers debut, JT is in the middle of tearing the teeth out of that Blackula. Uh, Orpheus saves him by shooting the second Blackula that's behind him. Jefferson stands up, cuts the vampire's, uh, the vampire's head off and says... Man, I haven't talked to you in like 16 years. You suddenly show up and rescue my... What gives? You rescued my 
situation. And at the end of the sentence, he has this, <laughs> this weird look of sadness. Like his, his whole face goes a little dour. Now, <laughs> the comment he says is, you suddenly show up and rescue my, and he pauses. Then he says, what gives? Like he has a whole nother thought that he jams in there. And then he goes back. You rescued my situation. The word situation fits that sentence, but it's not the word you would think to use. You would say, oh, you, you saved my ass or you saved my butt or my tail or man, you saved my life. Or man, you really helped me out in this situation. But he he picks a word that while it works, it's kind of not right, but right. And he has that throughout the series. Like he he has this weird, uh, is it a tick or is it, it's just the way he speaks. Like his mind isn't firing to get that word he wants. So he kind of searches for it and then comes up with, something that you wouldn't expect so much, but it, but it's right. Uh, here's another example. Uh, later on in that exact same episode, he, they're, they're interviewing for their own arch enemy. The, the order of the triad has been cleared by the guild of calamitous intent. I know I'm talking gibberish to people who don't know what I'm talking about. You should really watch the venture, but this is all ridiculous stuff. It's great. Uh, basically the guild of calamitous intent hires out, uh, henchmen and uh, and arch rivals to you know super scientists and people who want to be superheroes. There, so they uh, the Order of the Triad, which is Jefferson Twilight, the Alchemist, and Doctor Orpheus, get cleared to have their own supervillain. So they're doing an interview with the guy who will then become their super uh, supervillain. His name is Torrid. He's uh, he looks like Iron Fist on fire. Like he's just uh, he he's in a jumpsuit with this big vampire cowl, this that big the, that big cowl, but his head's on fire. He's a really cool guy, and I think he's from Australia. They tell Torrid you can have a seat, and he says, uh, uh, "Sitting is for the weak and feeble." Jefferson Twilight responds with, "I like this guy. He's full of beans and ants, fire ants." And then he sits back in triumph. This is why I said, like he he's fully aware that he's not getting the word that he wants because when he gets the word that he wants, he celebrates. So when he says fire ants, he feels like that is an adequate uh, end to that sentence. It's exactly what he wanted to say. It sums everything up. He feels like this guy is full of beans and fire ants. He sits back, crosses his arms and smiles. And if you watch the scene, there's just, you know what? I'll take a picture of the scene and I'll put it in the show notes. It's this joyful, like, yeah, I did it. I got it. I finally got one. And I'll, I'll put the two faces uh, up on the site so you can see. Just, just to, I mean, it, if, the, if the writers wrote that in, that's, in my eyes, like a stroke of brilliance. It's such a small thing. And some people might not even, like, register it right away. Like, it might just be kind of a throwaway thing for some people. But if you stop and think, that's... That's like straight up comedy. If you had a friend and you went to the bar and they spoke in that way where they just couldn't get the right word. And then when they got the word they wanted, even if it's wrong to you, even if it makes very little sense, but kind of has a kernel of it, 
and they sat back in triumph, you would love hanging out with that person or you would friggin' hate hanging out with that person. I think I would love hanging out with Jefferson because not only because he can swap between worlds and, you know, just he looks like Blackula from the 1970s. Who doesn't want to hang out with that guy? But he would you would always you would never be without a story like, man, did you know what Jefferson said today? He said, dude is full of beans and fire ants and he was happy about it. So with that, I'm going to call this portion of the podcast. You got a lot of information about a black yellow hunter named Jefferson Twilight. Please stay tuned for the variant cover, a.k.a. the second half of this podcast, where we're going to talk about the top six black monsters. Stay tuned. Welcome back. You are listening to The Variant Cover. And on this side of the podcast, we're going to be chatting about the top six black monsters. Ooh, how did I come up with this? Well, we just spent a whole first section of a podcast talking about a blackula hunter. I figured it makes sense. So let's dive right in so we can get you back out to do what you're supposed to do, like work or pick up your kids or make toast i don't know number six marlon waynes now that might sound weird but i was going through movie monsters and marlon waynes kind of classifies because that man has made nothing but garbage for the past 20 years he hasn't played one character that i've thought you know what let me take that back he was good in senseless okay but Everything that he's done after that has been, at least what I've seen, has been terrible. All those Haunted House movies, the scary movies, uh, Fifty Shades of Black. Uh, he did something else that I don't want to remember. But and regardless of what it was, it's just been a really bad road. And if you really turn it around and you think of it as in, I can't watch those movies, you can start to think of it as like, I'm scared to watch the movies. Because Marlon Wayans is in it. And I like Marlon Wayans. The Wayans Brothers was one of my favorite shows, even though that was pretty terrible too. But he's kind of my own personal movie monster. I know it's it's not fair to just be biased like that. But guess what? It's my podcast. Number five, Blackenstein. Now, I'll give you a little rundown of what Blackenstein is. Blackenstein is a cash-in on the success of Blackula. Now, it follows a soldier who steps on a landmine, blows off his arms and, and legs. Uh, when he goes back to the States or uh, when he goes home, his very smart, very attractive fiance decides to help him out. She gets in touch with a Dr. Stein. You see where this is going. Uh, this Dr. Stein just won the Nobel Prize for, quote, unquote, solving the genetic code. I don't know what that means. I am not smart enough. So. Dr. Stein goes to work giving this dude new limbs. His evil assistant sabotages the process. The soldier loses the ability to speak and have, uh, you know, rational thoughts. He becomes a Blackenstein. That, that is the entire movie. Number four, <laughs> uh, Dr. Black and Mr. Hyde. Now, this movie monster 
guy. He's another smart. You know, this this is a, a, a an interesting thing. He's a scientist. So in the in, in the seventies, they wrote a role for a black guy who plays a scientist. It's pretty cool. So this scientist is trying to cure liver disease, and in doing so, he creates a serum that makes black people turn into crazy white people. That's literally what happens. He get, he becomes a pasty-faced, uh, crazy version of himself. He goes on to try and kill a bunch of people, uh, mostly prostitutes. And then at the end, they gun his ass down. Now, I, I, I put this guy on the list because, let's face it, there's not a whole bunch of black movie monsters. Uh, and this was just one of the ones I found. I mean, it's it, it's a... It's a terrible name, Dr. Black and Mr. Hyde. I almost expected it to be Dr. J and Mr. Hyde. I would have believed that. That would have been hilarious. But, like, wow, the balls on you guys to just go Dr. J. But it's Dr. Black. There's no thought process behind that one. Uh, And they weren't even trying to hide what they were doing. It's like, yeah, uh, what it's about is this really smart black guy takes this serum and he becomes a crazy white guy. We don't need that, guys. We don't. Now, I understand it was the 70s, different climate, but come on. There's no subtlety in it at all. I don't know how to feel about it. How am I supposed to feel, guys? Number three, we're getting into the core here. Those other three were whatever. Marlon Wayans, come on. I didn't even try with that one. <laughs> uh, number three, Blackula. The, the actual reason why we have this list. It's a black vampire. Now, if you look at what Blackula actually looks like, you get a good sense of what Jefferson Twilight looks like. Uh, and also, he looks kind of ridiculous, but he also looks kind of scary. With, I mean, when you if you've seen this movie, uh, saw it back in the day, you'd be like, wow, it was a very successful franchise. It, it spawned a couple sequels and People really dug it because, I mean, it's a black vampire. And when you have a name like Blackula, you like it right. The movie writes itself. It writes itself. <laughs> and uh, he's, he's actually very recognizable. If you just if you think of Blackula, you know exactly what he looks like. He has an afro with some. Uh, no, yeah, he has an afro with these really weird sideburns. Not exactly sure who greenlit that uh, that choice for for facial hair but you know whatever and of course he has the ridiculous dracula getup that you would expect he has a cape he has a ruffled shirt he has the giant weird eyebrows big thick mustache and the that widow's peak that seems to go on to the back of his head and then come back around uh he's actually a freaky looking dude uh but that's our that i mean jefferson twilight wants to kill that you know i don't understand I actually do understand why they picked Blackula as the inspiration for Jefferson Twilight. In in the wiki for Jefferson Twilight, someone wrote that uh, JT is based off of Samuel L. Jackson. Why is that everybody's go-to black guy to think that everyone's based off of him? Like it, he looks nothing. He looks nothing like Samuel L. Jackson. First of all, Samuel L. Jackson is bald. Second of all, Samuel L. Jackson is loud. Third of all, Samuel Jackson always knows the right word to say. It's usually the word motherfucker. And fourth, I don't think Samuel Jackson hunts Blackulas. 
I mean, not that he said or that I found out through my extensive research in following Blackula Hunters. So whoever wrote that entry, you know, I'm going to go in and try and change it. It looks nothing like he, he has hair. Samuel Jackson never has hair in anything he does ever, ever. How could you ever, how could you even say, and they say that he sounds like Samuel L. Jackson. Ridiculous. But Jefferson Twilight looks like Blackula and he hunts Blackulas. You get it? Number two, Candyman. Candyman is an interesting choice because I think he's the only original black movie monster. I, I don't think there's another one. Well, no, that's not true. There's uh, Bones, uh, who is Snoop Dogg. And I think there's a couple others. Uh, I think Ghost Dog is a, a movie monster. But I think Candyman was the first original like concept that genuinely terrified people. I mean, that guy's full of bees. <laughs> Did you... <laughs> that's, that is a terrifying thing to just say. Like, you know that man, Candyman? He's full of bees. He has a stomach full of bees. That's crazy. There are scenes in that movie where bees come flying out of his mouth. He died by having honey poured on him and bees stinging him to death. That's crazy. And and to top it all off, he has a hook for a hand and he kills people with that hook. And he's and he's played by Tony Todd, one of the scariest black guys you've ever seen in your life, in your life, not my life, in your life. Tony Todd is a freak. That dude is amazing. He has a great voice and he is terrifying. I think Candyman is one of the best uh, horror uh, horror monsters ever created. Would you consider the Jeepers Creepers monster a black guy? I'll take a poll. You guys let me know. Anyway, the number one in the top six black monsters. Michael Jackson from Thriller. Michael Jackson from the Thriller video is the greatest, the greatest monster ever. The dude starts out as a jock, becomes, goes through one of the most frightening transformations in any filmed thing when i was a child i watched that thing and it terrified me to no end i still have kind of weird vibes about watching the thriller video like i'll sit down and watch it and be a man and be like yeah this is amazing i love michael jackson the man can sing he was a prodigy he's he's the best he'll never be but when that moment comes off when he sits up and says get away i feel it you know i almost want to look away if it didn't look so damn good And he transforms into this freaky werewolf. Like when he becomes the werewolf, he's not scary anymore. He's just a dog guy, right? But that changing where the hands turn and the the skin is tight and the teeth are sticking out of his face, like you can almost feel his skin peeling away. I was frightened. You were frightened. Everybody was frightened. You know how you know everybody was frightened? He had to put a disclaimer on the video because the people thought he was promoting the occult with the video it's like no he's he's stretching his artistic wings like when has anyone anyone ever made their own horror movie as a music video he goes through the crazy freaky transformation that still haunts my 
dreams, nightmares, and anything I do. If I close my eyes, I can still see those yellow eyes. Then the music video kicks in and he becomes a zombie. No, wait. First, he becomes some sort of weird undead Pied Piper where he controls the living dead. He makes the undead dance for him. Then he reveals to us that he is also the undead, but not just any undead. He's like the king of the undead because I'll be damned. Everyone else had garbage clothes on and he had on the slickest red and black jacket you've ever seen in your life. Then music video goes out with the music. The music video ends on a terrifying note where there's just a gang of zombies about to eat this one woman and they close up on Michael Jackson's amazing makeup and he's freaking terrifying then turns out it was all fake she was sleeping everything was a dream Mike is like hey let me take you home and then he turns to the camera and his eyes go yellow so he turns back into a friggin werewolf and then we have to listen to Vincent Price laugh at us for an extended period of time while the camera zooms in on that man's face if that's it just go back and watch that thriller video if not just because it's one of the greatest things ever created by a person but just watch it in terms of a horror movie and from start to finish it's pretty friggin scary michael jackson is a great movie monster just that watch thriller it is an amazing monster movie Maybe I'm biased because I saw it as a kid and it scared the shit out of me. But I think if you watch it again, you'll agree. Or you won't. Doesn't matter. That's my top six. That's the end of this podcast. I want to thank you for listening. Time to do some housekeeping. Please go on Twitter at SuperBlackPC. Send a message. Connect with me. Get, let, let me hear what you guys want to hear on this podcast. I'd love to hear. You have any topics for the top six you want me to go through? That'd be fun. Maybe you want to be on the podcast. That can happen too. Anything is possible. It's a new age. It's a new world. Head over to facebook.com slash superblackpc. Like the page. I post all this stuff on the, the Superblack page anyway. So that'd be great too. And of course, please go to superblack.co. That's where you can find all the show notes for each podcast. You can see backlogs of podcasts, some blog posts, and just general fun stuff. Now, please, please, please subscribe on iTunes, rate and review. That'd be great. We are on Spreaker. We are on Stitcher. We are on TuneIn. So if you want to tell your your Amazon Echo to uh, play the Super Black podcast, it will do that. Uh, Thank you again for listening. I really appreciate it. Please tell a friend. Thanks for showing up. That's the end of this podcast. This has been the Super Black Podcast. And I'm out. Full stop.